0: Beginning at 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday with devotion, prayer, and pronouncement of daily affirmations. Set the atmosphere for your day. Say what you want to see. Dial 1-712-770-4010 using access code 266. 266- 590. That's 1-712-770-4010 using access code 266-590. Set the atmosphere for your day. Say what you want to see on The Prayer line with Evangelist Renee Sellers.
1: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is Evangelist Renee Sellers of the Upper Room Outreach Ministries in Waycross, Georgia, where my pastor is Pastor Samuel Sellers III, and we are live at 5 this morning on this Think About It Thursday morning. This is another day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad. And I'm still full from Bible study last night, and if you did not get an opportunity to, to watch the Upper Room Outreach Ministries, I encourage you to visit our page from 7 p.m. on last night the 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 call, the charge, and the challenge with Pastor Donna Hubbard. I encourage you to go back and tune in and listen to that broadcast. I'm excited today as we come to you live on WHLJ 97.5 FM, Statenville, Valdosta, Georgia. We're also online this morning at Foxy, 97.com. And if you missed any part of this series, Journey to the Cross, you can visit YouTube, look up Renee Sell or victorious Living Inspirations, and you can go to YouTube and go back and listen to every single broadcast in this series, Journey to the Cross. And I want to encourage you even now to join us on the call at 712-770-4010, access code two six six five nine zero. This is day 11 of this series as we take a journey with Jesus on his way to the cross. I keep saying this, the journey to the cross was not an easy journey, but it was a necessary journey if you and I were going to receive eternal life, if you and I were going to be redeemed from the hand of the enemy. This journey was not easy for him, but it was necessary for you and I to be saved. So we're going to continue today, and we're going to continue tomorrow as long as the Lord allows us to continue until we get all the way. To his ascension. We're going to ask, as we get ready to talk about day 11 of Journey to the Cross, Evangelist Paulette Griffin to open our broadcast with a word of prayer.
0: Gracious Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, hallowed be thy name. Lord God, you are worthy of glory. You're worthy of praise. There is none like thee. In your presence is fullness of joy, in your presence (laughs) is peace forevermore. This is where we desire to be one with you, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the open heaven. We thank you for the fresh anointing. We thank you for stirring up the very gifts in us that we can go forth in victory and in praise. Heavenly Father, Lord God, Thy word shall take root upon good ground to come up in fruition as you called it to be, Lord God. We thank you for the Upper Room Outreach Ministries, Pastor Samuel Evangelist Renee Sellers, for bringing forth Your Morning Prayer Line on Foxy ninety-seven point five FN. And We thank you right now, Lord God, for each and every family that is represented upon the line, the airways, and the byways right now, Lord God. As you continue to meet the needs in our lives, both naturally and spiritually, we say thank you, Lord God. Thank you for the sweet kiss of thy precious Holy Spirit that awakened us this day, Lord God. And thank you for the arms of protection of angels right now, Lord God, that you encamp God about us, keeping us safe from all men of hurt, harm, and danger. Now, Lord God, we ask that you open up our spiritual mind and ears to receive thy word this day that it may be planted upon good ground. We ask right now, Lord God, as the virtue is poured out of this precious woman of God, Lord God, that you will restore it some 10, 20, 30, 100 fold as you continue to meet the needs in her life right now, Lord God. to continue to make a way out of no way, Lord God, we thank you for all that you've done, what you're yet to do, for it is in the natural name of Jesus, we pray and thank you. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Lord of God, for opening prayer. And thank you all so much for joining the call. I encourage you to invite somebody so that we can fully understand everything Jesus went through on his way to redeem us from our sins. Everything that Jesus went through so that he can undo what Adam opened the door to in the garden. Even though Eve was the one that was Uh, allowed the enemy to get in her ear and deceive her. Her husband, Adam, was responsible because the the commandment was given to him, and he relayed to her. And, ladies and gentlemen, he was ultimately, ultimately responsible because he was the head of the home. The Lord gave him authority. He was able to name all Everything that God placed in the in the garden he had total and complete dominion. He was ultimately responsible, so that's why we talk about as the first Adam uh, Adam, the last Adam is Jesus Christ. The last Adam is Jesus Christ, the one who came to undo or to overcome and redeem us from what occurred all those many years ago in Genesis chapter three. And so we talked about Pilate yesterday, and we talked about – I kind of somewhat mentioned the fact that he demonstrated a passivity as he allowed the people to have their way. A genuine leader utilizes the authority that has been given to them. They, of course, um, what we saw in Pilate's response was somewhat of uh, giving the people what they want when he knew it was not – the right thing. When he knew that uh, that Jesus was innocent, he still released Barabbas ba- ba- and allowed Jesus to be beaten and crucified. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we talk about that today, Jesus was on trial, but there was a lot of things taking place around this time that Jesus was on trial. We talked before that Jesus had already prophesied that Because he was a prophet, he was an apostle, he was a teacher, he was an evangelist, he was the pastor to his disciples. All fivefold ministry gifts were evident in him. Otherwise, he would not have been able to relinquish those gifts to the body of Christ, Ephesians chapter 4. And he gave some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors, and teachers. He finished his assignment uh, as an earthly leader and and gave the apostles the authority. He gave them a delegated authority. And even in Ephesians, uh, that delegated authority to work the works of God and and the leadership responsibility was given to you and I, uh, many of us, But because it says some. And the purpose for that was to help develop the saints, to help mature the members of the body of Christ. And so we thank God for the leadership responsibilities that he has given us, but we also understand that as he has given all of us certain leadership responsibilities as my spiritual mother said on last night, we have, we uh, many of us in leadership have been called, we have been given a charge, but a lot of us can't deal with the challenges of leadership. We have to understand that as Jesus has had challenges in his leadership role. Watch this now. Part of his call and part of his charge included certain challenges. And we, we've we already talked about many of those challenges. We talked about the fact that the religious leaders were jealous of him. We talked about the fact that there are certain uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, certain religious people didn't like each other, but they came together to get rid of Jesus. That was a challenge. We talked about the fact that Herod and Pilate became free friends when they decided to do something about Jesus. Before that, they were enemies. That was a challenge. We talked about the fact that even the people, watch this now, even the people in his own hometown did not believe in him, and he could only do so many miracles because of their unbelief. That was a challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, even his own brothers, his own family members didn't believe in him. That was a challenge. There were those that he, he ministered to, that he came to to save that did not believe. That was a challenge. There were those that were even in his own ministry, those that he picked out, called out, anointed and appointed to work the works of God. Listen, that that listen, that that listen uh, disappointed him. Listen, Peter is uh, going to deny him. Peter often was impulsive with his mouth and said the first thing that came out. Listen, Jesus had to rebuke this, Peter. That was a challenge because there are a lot of times that leadership will have to rebuke people. And the good news about Peter that after his rebuke, he stayed with his leader. I almost posted this on Facebook last night that a lot of people left their leader too soon. A lot of people left the ministry prematurely. A lot of people walked away from a leader that God had assigned to them because they were rebuked. Ladies and gentlemen, Peter, had listen, even though he denied Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, God was, after he finally got delivered from himself, he was able to preach, and over 3,000 people got saved in one day. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we give God praise. I encourage you that there are going to be many challenges in leadership, but if God has assigned you to somebody, even when rebuked, don't easily walk away. I can't count the times that I've been rebuked by my spiritual mother, but I'm still with her. I can't count the times that I've been corrected by Pastor Donna Hubbard, but I'm still with her. Even the times, I'm just going to be transparent, I got a little mad at her a couple of times, but I'm still with her. Because because I knew, or, or rather God knew, when Chaplain David Pelka introduced us all those years ago at Ware State Prison, he said, you all need to connect. He was speaking what the Lord has spoken to him. He knew that we needed connect. Pastor, I don't know if he's listening this morning, but he's not only a pastor, but he's extremely prophetic. And ladies and gentlemen, he said, you too need to connect. He brought her to my office. She came to visit the prison to speak to the inmates, and he brought her to my office. I was working in the counseling department. He brought her to my office. You two need to connect, and we have been stuck like, uh, tomatoes on rice, gravy on rice, my oxtail gravy on rice. Ever since, and ladies and gentlemen, and watch this a lot. I have matured and grown a lot because of who God has assigned to me. I heard somebody say not too long ago uh, that that uh, they they didn't really uh, feel too much about spiritual mothers because sometimes they the spiritual mothers will drop you. But let me say this: anybody who is not committed or loyal to you will drop you. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage that when God has assigned you to somebody, even in those moments where you feel disappointed, I want to encourage you to stick with who God gave you. And so ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, listen, Peter even denied Christ, but he was still after he got delivered from himself in Acts, Holy Spirit came upon him, even though he was used by God. The Lord told him, Listen, to 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 stay right there in Jerusalem, and you shall receive power. With Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. They went to the upper room, and the Lord said, "You shall be my witnesses you and He even said in one scripture, he said, You're with me, and I will and then you shall be in me you' you are with me, but or I am with you, and then I will be." In you, Jesus said, I am with you, but I will be in you. Let's look at that scripture for just a moment. John 14 and 17. When I read this, uh, the first one of the first times I read this, I was like, God, you are just such an amazing God. John 14 and 17, unless the Lord tells you to move on someplace else, stick with who God has assigned to your life. And, ladies and gentlemen, some people will move on. And, and we, we, we've even moved on from certain leaders, but, we st- but watch this. We moved on with their blessing. We moved on with their blessing. Pastor Selvin and I, thank the Lord, never left. A ministry without the, we've only been a part of two other members of one other church and under the, under the leadership of, of uh, another organization. The only reason that we're not under Apostle James Brown is because he had a stroke and said, t- said to my husband, find you a good overseer. Jesus promises another helper in John 14 and 15, starting at verse 15. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Watch this. He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Jesus is, is, is going to be with the Father. He's sending them another helper. He's been help to them for three and a half years. I'm sending you, I'm not going to leave you without the help that you need to continue the work that I started. I'm not going to leave you without the help that you need to work the works of God. I'm not going to leave you, watch this, without the power and authority that I have. Watch this, I'm delegating to you. I'm not going to leave you without the power and the authority to be my witnesses. Verse 17, it says, it says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know me, for he dwells with you and will be in you, I need somebody to give God praise. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. That's the good news about Father. He will never leave us alone. We are His children, ladies and gentlemen. When your mother and father, for, let me go to that scripture before. Let me read this once again before I go to that one, verse seventeen. But you know Him. You know the Spirit of Truth. You know the spirit of truth, the spirit is what I want to highlight the spirit of truth, as it talks about the spirit of truth talks about' talking about the spirit of God or holy Spirit whom the world cannot receive. those in the world cannot receive, ladies and gentlemen, because they they have not received. Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, they have not received God, so they cannot receive his spirit. And so it says, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you. Now he dwells with you and this is why you have the ability to go out and cast out devils. You have the ability to speak in other tongues. You have the ability to tread upon serpents and scorpions and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You have the ability uh, 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 to the disciples to to lay hands on the sick and they recover. You have the ability because the spirit is with you but when I go, I'm sending him back to be in you. When I go, I'm sending him to be in you. Therefore, you'll be able to be my witnesses. You'll be able to advance my because You'll be able to plant churches. You'll be able to develop leaders. You'll be able to mature the body of Christ. You'll be able to, watch this, do administration. you Whatever needs to be done, my spirit will be in you. Right now he's with you. But so he'll be in you. And then... He will be in you. He says, "I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you." And as I lost my, uh, that thought with that scripture, we're going to move on if it comes back to me. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll release it. There was another one I wanted to bring up, but I just it just the Lord to bring it back to me if you want me to release it. Peter denied Christ. The same Peter who he, 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 he called, <laughs> he was given a charge. But now Peter was met with a challenge, and this challenge was too much for him. Peter denied Christ in the courtyard three times, Matthew 26 and Mark 14. On two of those occasions, it was the accusations of some little girls that triggered his denial. This one was called, he was called, he was a fisherman. He was called to be a fisher of men. This one was with Jesus. He was Jesus' protector. In other words, I would say he was his armor bearer because he was the one that was tough enough to deal and, to deal with certain things that maybe the other ones didn't deal with, but sometimes he dealt with things in the wrong way. And, and, and this is the one that had this challenge because now he's denying Jesus just the way Jesus prophesied that he would do. And so, Peter, all these things were going on while Jesus is on trial. His disciples are going through these different challenges himself while he was on trial. Even Judas had a challenge. Because now that he has betrayed the Lord, he's starting to feel guilty about what he's done. Now that he has betrayed Jesus, he's starting to feel bad about what he did. And, and listen, all he really had to do was apologize. All he had to do was repent. But but, but because he didn't do that, guilt set in. He, he became overcome with uh, grief and overcome with sorrow. And Judas committed suicide. A lot of times when people come against leadership, their mind begins to be affected, and you got to be careful about coming against and doing things to hurt God's chosen leaders. Is Mark Matthew twenty-seven verse three? Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back. I want to go read this from the C.E.V. Matthew chapter twenty-seven and verse three. I think this will really bring it home from the C.E.V. Matthew chapter twenty-seven. And verse 3, the contemporary English version. Judas had betrayed Jesus, but when he learned that Jesus had been sentenced to death, he was sorry for what he had done. Ladies and gentlemen, it was too late to undo it, but it wasn't too late to repent. Let me say something. No matter, watch this. No matter what you've done or how bad, no matter how bad it was, it is never too late to repent. It's only too late when you take your last breath. It doesn't matter how many people you know, it, and, and it, it doesn't matter how many people you did wrong. Even, even the ones that you set up to be killed, even the ones you killed, it is not too late to repent and give your life to Christ. If you're hearing my voice right now, you may have had a, a whole bunch of women, a whole bunch of children, but it's not too late to out of wedlock. But it's not too late to repent. You may have sold a lot of drugs, and watch this: drug dealers don't know how many people they killed. They don't know because they just sell it and move on. But even in the midst, and this right here just just hit me, and you know, I it, it, that's what that's what happens. We don't know. How many people OD'd on the drugs that we sold them? I I never was a drug dealer, but I'm just saying we because I don't want anybody else to feel like I'm condemning them. So I say we. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we don't know how many people died because of the overdose. We don't know how many people uh, took the stuff and and ended up in rehab. We don't know. But what happens is no matter how many people were affected, it is never too late to forgive. It is never too late to repent. God is willing. He has no desire that any man should perish, but that all come to repentance. Let me go to that scripture so you can write it down. He has no desire that any man should perish, but that all come to repentance. And I want to encourage you, you're included in that all. You're included in that in in that in, in that infinite number. Oh, you're, or that infinite word. Oh, you're included in that because he has no desire that any man should perish. Let's look at 2 Peter 3 and 9. I want to read it from the Amplified. It says, the Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness. But he is long-suffering, extraordinarily patient toward you not desiring that any should perish, but that all should turn to repentance. Not, he is extraordinarily patient. He is rich in mercy. He has no desire for us to die and be eternally separated from him in the lake of fire and hell. He has no desire for us to die and be separated from him, but he does have a desire for us to repent and turn to him. That's why Jesus came, he lived, and he died. That's why this devotion is so important, so that we can understand the price that Jesus paid, that no matter what we did, he, it, listen, that the Lord is willing to save us. Are we willing to repent? It's okay with what you've done. It's never too bad. It's never too much that the Lord will not receive when you ask him for forgiveness. And so it says in Matthew 27, he turned to the 30 silver coins, he returned the 30 silver coins to the chief priests and leaders and said, I have sinned by betraying a man who has never done anything wrong. Come on, somebody. I have sinned by betraying a man. He never did anything wrong. And so I want us to understand that the things that we go through, I keep saying this, Jesus can identify. They set you up, they killed you with their mouth, and you never did anything wrong. Does anybody know what it feels like to be lied on, to be told that you did something that you never did? And and watch this, they, and they don't even try to take it back, but But Judas tried to return, tried to give back the 30 silver coins. That word return reminded me of the... Study that my door, granddaughter and I did yesterday on words. He returned the 30 silver coins to the chief priests and leaders. I have sinned by betraying a man who has never done anything wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever been betrayed, knowing you didn't do anything wrong, Jesus was too, so don't take it personally. That's, a, that's one of the challenges of leadership. That's one of the challenges that a believer will experience, but it, how will you respond? when you were betrayed and you never did anything wrong. So, so what? That's your problem, They, according to the CEV. That's your problem, they replied. Jesus, Judas threw the money into the temple and then went out and hanged himself. He hanged himself. The chief priest picked up the money and said, This money was paid to have a man killed. He can't put it in the temple's treasure. Watch this. They didn't even want the money back. Then they had a meeting and decided to buy a field that belonged to someone who made clay pots. They wanted to use it as a graveyard for foreigners. This is why people still call that place the field of blood. So the words of the prophet Jeremiah came true. You got to understand that a lot of things that went on with Jesus was prophesied even before he was born, was prophesied by the Old Testament prophets Jeremiah. They took the 30 sil- the 30 silver coins, the price of a person among the people of Israel. They paid it for a potter's field as the Lord had commanded me. They paid it for a part potter's field, as the Lord has commanded me. So what they did, what the chief priests did with the money that was returned to them that, 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 that they recognized was dirty money, Prop Jeremiah had already prophesied it. Jeremiah had already said what they were going to do. With that money. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it's also mentioned uh, Zechariah chapter 11, 12 through 13. You can go there. Hallelujah. And so, as we go forth, he hanged himself because of what he did to Jesus. He did not have to do it. All he really had to do was repent, but he didn't do that. He went out and committed suicide. He realized he had betrayed innocent blood. He tried to return the money, he found no peace and committed suicide. By hanging, there's some scholars that say that he hanged himself in the very place that the that the people that the religious leaders purchased that field of blood. It, according to some scholars, that's where he hung himself. But then we got to look at Bar Abbas, who was freed in Jesus' place who was freed from prison in, in the place of Jesus. They, they asked, who, who do you want us to release, Barabbas or Jesus? And they said, release Barabbas, crucify Jesus. Barabbas, we mentioned yesterday, means son of the father. We know that Jesus is the son of God, the son of David, the son of our father. So there's something symbolic, but it goes even deeper. It goes even deeper. What happened with that, them releasing Barabbas is symbolic of what happens to us when we are released or freed from our sins. Jesus took the place of a guilty and innocent man, took the place of a guilty man. And my spiritual mother said it last night, and she said it to me on the phone once before, that Jesus died to pay a price he didn't owe because we owed a price we couldn't pay. Let me say that again, Pastor Donna Hubbard, that Jesus died to pay a price he didn't owe because we, you and I, owed a price that we couldn't pay. Barabbas' release is symbolic of what Jesus has done for us because Baabas was guilty of insurrection and an insurrection is what we would today call a riot or an uprising of some sort. He was in a prison house of his own making and a lot of us are in prison and in bondage not because of what somebody else did but because of what we did, because of the sin that we committed, because of the decisions that we made. It was of our own choosing and so he was under the death sentence of death. And when we are outside the ark of safety, when we are still in the world, I know we don't want to believe it, but we are under the sentence of death. We are under a death sentence as, as long as we're living without Jesus in our lives. We are under a death sentence as long as we're living unrepentant lives. We are under a death sentence. And uh, listen, even those that are uh, on, on the death penalty, on death row, watch this—they still have a chance to repent. And, ladies and gentlemen, we would, we are on death row if we're not in Christ. Mm-hmm. We're on death row if we're not. In Christ, had had I died when my car ran off the road, that when the enemy was trying to kill me, had I died in that abusive relationship when I was beaten so bad? Listen, that I ended up in, at, at the emergency room for eight hours with broken, broken, uh, fractured bones. Listen, had I died when the enemy tried to kill me with 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 the gunshots? Had I if if I died, I would have lifted up my eyes in hell and command. Your morning would have been somebody else's ministry. I was under the death sentence, and the enemy was doing everything he could to to release that little trigger you know, as for the uh the death chamber with the electric uh chair he was doing everything he could to take me out. Before I receive Jesus as Lord of my life. And ladies and gentlemen, watch this. He's doing, he did everything he could to take your life before Jesus. And for those that are still in the world, he's doing everything he can to take you out. But I encourage you that you do not have to die. You do not have to be under this sentence of death. When you receive Jesus as Lord, this Barabbas was released from that sentence because of Jesus and we are released from that sentence because of Jesus. Let me take a quick break for station ID. We are live at 5 on WHLJ talking about the journey to the cross. We are on day 11 of journey to the cross. Ladies and gentlemen, this is we are live at 5 on WHLJ 97.5 FM Daytonville, Valdosta, Georgia. You can also join us online at Foxy, 97.com. You can find this, this, this series on YouTube under Renee Sellers or Victorious Living Inspirations. You can also call us this morning. And, ladies and gentlemen, join us on the call at 712-770-4010, access code 266-590. There will be a recap tonight at 7 p.m. on W. W-H-L-J, um, W-H-L-J. All of us at one time were under the sentence of death. And if you're not saved, you're still under a death sentence. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. The Barabbas' Bar- life was exchanged for the innocent life of another. Baobus' life was exchanged for the innocent life of Jesus Christ. Our life was exchanged for the innocent life of Jesus Christ. He died. Watch this. He was declared pardoned. Baobus was declared pardoned as another died in his place. And ladies and gentlemen, when we believe in, trust in, and rely on Jesus, we are declared pardoned because Jesus has taken our place. Ladies and gentlemen, you no longer have to live under the sentence of death because Jesus came that we might have life hallelujah hallelujah he came that we might have life and have life more abundantly Jesus came why? Still, so that we can not only live with him for eternity but he came that while we are here we can live the best life that there is to have I want to encourage you to rejoice in the Lord always because Jesus gave you life he gave you new life you have a new life in Jesus I want to share with you Just a little bit of what I shared yesterday on social media as I summed up Barabbas and the exchange with Jesus. It is symbolic of what happens when you and I give our lives to Jesus Christ. A guilty man, Barabbas, was released and an innocent man, Jesus, took his place. You, believer, were guilty, but you have been released, freed, pardoned from all your sins, because an innocent man, Jesus, took your place. Somebody needs to declare this morning that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I want you to go to Romans chapter 8, and we're going, to, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to pause for today. I think this is a good place to close because I need the people to understand that it doesn't matter how bad it was. You can be free from the sentence of death. And and, and Judas' mind was so messed up that he took his own life. Ladies and gentlemen, some things that we have done in our lives, it caused us to be messed up in our minds. Has anybody ever felt so guilty for what they did that they almost lost their mind? Pastor Sellers mentioned this uh, the other night on Facebook Live. He mentioned that, you know, when we tried to... uh, Try try to buy the building next door. The enemy kept coming and he, listen, the man sold the building to somebody or rented the building to somebody else and then again they said they were going to sell it to us and they they gave it to somebody else. Every time we tried to buy that building they gave it to somebody else but ladies and gentlemen, what God has for you is for you. That building is now in the Upper Room Outreach Ministry's name. It's a youth impact center. It's where we're going to hold our classes for BLBI. Whenever we go back in, We, we online Right now, you can still enroll. But anyway, we, we hold our classes, and so what God has for you is for you. And the promises of God, when God makes a promise to you, you can stand on what God has said. I said yesterday that if God, if God said it, I believe it, and I want to encourage you to declare, "I believe." My husband released to our ministry out of his mouth that this uh, he prophesied with because. One thing I'll say: Listen, Pastor Sellers is not going to release something unless God, unless he knows that it's God. And so he said that, and that building belongs to us because God made a promise. It doesn't matter how many obstacles gets in the way. If God promised it to you, ladies and gentlemen, it's yours. You got to have faith and don't waver, because the Bible says those who who waver shall not expect anything from the Lord. I believe that's in the Book of. James, i got to share that scripture for just a moment because I need to encourage you in your faith. I need to encourage you in your faith that what God has for you, somebody say it is for you, that those who waver shall not expect anything from the Lord. And I want to encourage you that believe it, stand on it, don't worry about What people say, don't worry about how many obstacles get in the way. Just know that what God has for you is for you. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And I'm going to, hallelujah, I'm going to read it from the New King James. And it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall, verse 2, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Watch this now. Count it all joy when you face the challenges that Pastor Donna talked about. Found it all joy when, when you be given a call and a charge and you met with certain challenges as Jesus was. Ladies and gentlemen, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. When you are tried, it, according to your response, it, the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to you, talking about wisdom. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. This particular text is making reference to wisdom, but I want to encourage you that anything you ask, ask by faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not this man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So when you ask God for something, you got to stand on that. You know it's the will of God, especially when you know God has promised it to you. Don't doubt what God has promised. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we get ready to wrap up, God has redeemed us. We have been bought with a price and the price that Jesus paid for our sins, for our salvation, was blood. He went back and forth in the Garden of Gethsemane, surrounded by, by, by uh, there was a, 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 a olives. There was a field of olives, olive trees, so in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so Jesus is praying, and he's going back, he's agonizing. Lord, let this cup pass, but not my will, thy will be done. Let this pass, but not my will, thy will be done. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that was his challenge. But he had to resolve to the will of his Father. And ladies and gentlemen, whether you are a leader in the Lord's church or just a laity in the Lord's church, believers are going to be met with challenges. But I want to encourage you to be like Jesus and resolve to the will of the Father. You have been bought with a price. The Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You can have that uh, everlasting life. You can have abundant life. It starts with receiving Jesus as Lord. It starts with receiving Him. That, that that what happened with Barabbas and Jesus is symbolic of what happens to us. We are pardoned from our sins when we receive Jesus as our Savior. And so, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me if you would like to receive Him, and it's well, no matter what you've done. You could be in the midst of that incident or that event right now. You're never too far and far gone that God cannot save. Ladies and gentlemen, you've never done so much that God cannot save. He has a desire to save you. He doesn't want anybody to be lost, including you. He doesn't want you to die in your sins. Somebody say, he's talking to me even now. The spirit of the Lord is talking to you even now. He does not want you to die, but he wants you to spend eternity with him. Although there we we are met with challenges, remember James says, count it all joy. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Count it all joy. Paul tells us to be anxious. For nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And it says at Philippians 4, real quick, Philippians chapter 4, for just a moment. Count it all joy, Philippians 4 and 6. Be anxious for nothing. This is These are the assurances that we have as believers when we come to, to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, when we give our lives to him. These are the assurances and the promises that we have that no matter what we go through, the word gives us encouragement. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So what are we to meditate on every day, believer? Finally, brethren and brethren, believers, those that are connected by the blood of Jesus, my brothers and sisters in Christ, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. if there is any virtue and if there is anything, precious. Grace worthy Meditate on these things. Whatever is good news, focus on the good news. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace Will be with you. Didn't Jesus tell the disciples, You all are going to scatter, but my Father will be with me? And, ladies and gentlemen, the enemy tries to get in your mind. Watch this. Don't let it begin to focus on the good things, and the God of peace will be with you. So we have to put a pause in it right there, but I want to encourage you that when you're saved, you've been bought with a price, but those who are not are still under the sentence of death. Pray this prayer with me right now, and just as Barabbas was released, you can be released. Father, it is written in your word that if I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, And believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. Therefore, Father, I confess that Jesus is my Lord. I make him Lord of my life right now today. I renounce my past life with Satan and close the door to all of his devices. I thank you for forgiving me of all my sin. Jesus is my Lord and I am a new creation. Old things have passed away, now all things are new. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to encourage you this morning that if you prayed that prayer, welcome to the body of Christ. I want to encourage you now to get grafted into a local church and allow that ministry to continue to minister to every need. Let that church, that church, the body of Christ, those of us that are members of a local church, that local church is your support system. That local church is your support system on this journey. The enemy even tries to get in that, but don't let him. He's your support system. That church is your support system. That church, those local church members are your brothers and sisters. Their responsibility is to help you along this journey. The responsibility of the local church is not only to serve the leader that God has set in place, but to help one another along this journey. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. So this morning, I I want to encourage you to decree and declare that I am a child of God. You prayed that prayer, and even if you've already said, I need you to declare that I am a child of God. I am forgiven of all my sins and washed in the blood of Jesus. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old things have passed away. All are new in Jesus' name. I want to encourage you in Romans chapter 8, I want to encourage you to, to declare that there is therefore now no condemnation for me because I am in Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for those who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus is made me free from the law of sin and death. I am delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God. I am redeemed from the curse of the law of sin and death through Jesus Christ. I am blessed and highly favored. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am a lender and not a borrower. Because of the decision that you made, that I made to follow Jesus, I am holy and without blame before him in love. I am the elect of God. I am established to the end. I am set free from all my sins. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I am dead to sin and alive to God. I am more than a conqueror according to Romans eight thirty seven. I am a joint heir with Christ. I am sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I am in Christ by his do it By the price that he paid, I am in him. I am free. I am pardoned. I am released. Oh God, I am no longer condemned for the sins of my past. Oh God, and right watch this. The moment that you give your life to Christ, your sins are behind you. And so I want to encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus. I am Christ by his doing. I am accepted in the beloved. I am complete in him. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I who live, but Christ lives in me I am alive with Christ oh God I am reconciled to God I am qualified my sins disqualified me but now I am redeemed and qualified to share in his inheritance I am firmly rooted built up established in my faith and overflowing with Thanksgiving I am born of God and the evil one cannot touch me I am a faithful follower of Jesus Christ I am a fellow citizen with the saints of the household of God I am built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. I am overtaken with blessings because I am a child of God. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. And thanks be to God in the name of Jesus who gives us the victory through his son. We give God praise today for he is our redeemer. Jesus is our redeemer. We thank God for sending his one and only son to die so that we can be saved. We give God praise today. Oh God, we bless your name, we honor you today at 5 o'clock every morning. We make known our adoration to you, oh God, for you are the God of our might, you are the God of our strength. We bless your name, Father, and we thank you for sending your son Jesus so that we can be saved. We thank you for sending your son Jesus so that we can be, oh God, have a right to the tree of life. We thank you for sending your son Jesus so that we can live this life with abundance, so we can live that God kind of life, the Zoe kind of life. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus, oh God, so that we have someone that we can lean on when we go through these challenges of life. Oh God, we bless your name, Father. We bless your name, Lord God, Father, for you are the source of our strength, and we give you praise for that today, God. We thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and Lord, we bless your name for your joy. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your patience today, God. We thank you, Lord God, for your spirit being prevalent in our lives. We thank for you working in us. And he that began a good work in us shall continue it to to perform it until the day of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for doing a work in us even now. We thank you, Lord God, that you not leave us alone. You are Jehovah Shema. You never leave us nor forsake us. We bless your name, Father. We thank you for your love, your joy. We bless your name for your peace, God. We thank you for long-suffering and kindness and goodness. We thank you for faithfulness this We thank you for your gentleness and your self-control. We thank you for the words that are written in Galatians chapter 5. Oh, God, for you are our joy today, Father. You are omnipotent, God. Oh, God, there is all power in your hand. You are omniscient, Lord God. There is nothing that is hidden from your sight. You search the deep secret things in our heart. Oh, those hidden things in our heart, Father, you already know. There is nothing that is hidden from your sight. Oh, God, even the brokenness that we experience, oh, God, we thank you. That you already know. Even the tears that we cry, Lord God, we thank you that you already know. And you are the God who has the desire to come to our rescue. We thank you, oh God, for ministering war and angels, oh God, who are dispatched to minister and war on our behalf. We give you praise for that, Lord God. We give you praise, Father, in the name of Jesus, for bringing healing to those that are sick even today. We come against COVID 19 right now and put the demand on bodies. that are within the sound of my voice or a representative of that family member. We put the demand on bodies that are stricken with COVID-19 to be free from pain, to be free from weakness, to be free from fluid in their lungs, to be free from uh, the the, the effects of COVID-19 in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare right now, thank God, that he forgives all iniquities, and he is the one who heals all diseases. He is Jehovah Rapha. Oh, it is written in the word of God that if we cry out to him, he will heal our bodies. Lord, it is written in your word that you would take away sickness from, oh, sickness from us today. By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Oh, God, his crucifixion was necessary. His death was necessary because it's by his stripes that we are healed. We are healed from every emotional illness. We are healed from physical illnesses, God. In the name of Jesus, Father, you, Lord, will bring us health and healing According to Jeremiah 13, and 6. We bless your name right now for your word says that our healing shall spring forth speedily, Lord God. And we put a demand on bodies to be healed speedily in the name of Jesus God. Oh, we bless your name, Father, as it is written in Psalm 41, God, that if we remember and bless the poor, that you would keep us alive and that you would raise us up off our sick bed and heal our diseases. Lord, you said that if I departed from evil, that I would have health to my flesh and strengthen my bones Lord you said that if I serve you you would take sickness away from me I cried out to you O oh Lord and you will heal me my body is healthy and strong and not plagued with human illness today my body is healthy and strong and not plagued with COVID-19 my body is healthy and strong and not plagued with cancer today my body is healthy and strong and not plagued with diabetes today my body is healthy and strong is and not plagued with thyroid disease. My body is healthy and strong and not plagued with tumors today. My body is healthy and strong and not plagued with pneumonia today. We- God, in the name of Jesus, declare that sickness has got to leave and not come back again. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you right now for joy. We thank you right now that we can experience your joy even today. Oh God, we bless your name right now. For your word declares to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And we're determined to rejoice, oh God, and reverence your name. We're determined to worship you with our whole heart, Lord God. We're determined to keep our eyes on you. As Hebrews chapter 12 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we are determined, to, oh God, to thank you and worship you every day of our life because of the price that you pay so that we can be released and freed and pardoned from the sins that we committed, God, the sins that we committed in the past, the sins that will, com- that, that will occur in the future. We thank you right now that we have a Redeemer, that we have a Savior, who has no desire that any man should perish. And we give you glory for that. We give you glory for that. We give you glory for that today in Jesus' name. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we give him praise. Oh, God, we thank you right now that you, oh, God, are raising up fearless people in this hour, fearless people who would not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you're raising up fearless people that would not be ashamed to tell their testimony. That You're raising up fearless people that would not be ashamed to tell their family what the Lord has done for them. You're raising up fearless people that would not be ashamed to share their story of how God brought them over. Oh, you're raising up fearless people that would not be ashamed to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're raising up fearless people that would not be ashamed to go back out into the to the people, oh God, that they know they used to hang out with that are not saved. And they'll be able to go back and say, this is what God has has done for me, and this is what he can do for you. Oh, we bless your name and we give you glory today, God. We thank you for being fearless. We thank you that we are dauntless. We thank you, Lord God, that we, oh God, would not be, oh God, consumed with the spirit of fear. For Paul said to Timothy that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. And we thank you for that today in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to close for the sake of time. Oh God, we got to close, but we want to encourage you with 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5, the New Living Translation, which says, For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world, only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. If you believe that, ladies and gentlemen, you can declare, I'm free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. I'm a winner. I am victorious. You have the victory. Because of Jesus Christ. And so right now, I don't know about you, but when I gave my life to Christ, there is no turning back. When I gave my life to Jesus, I made a decision to follow him. I am sold out. My mind is made up. And no matter what else happens or what else comes my way, Christ is enough for me. We're going to close with Hillsong. Song. Christ is enough. Those on the call, please remain on the line.
0: friends, for the last hour, you have been listening to Command Your Morning for our line. Live this morning from Nephrone Ministries Incorporated, 702 R.C. Davis Parkway, out of Waycross, Georgia, where the pastor is Pastor Samuel Sellers III, the hosts of Command Your Morning, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. until 6 a.m. is Evangelist Dr. Ine Sellers, so forget the record. recording portion of the program, the morning program, is heard Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. until 8 p.m. on the Glory Bound train. Listen online at www.foxy97.com. The pastor of the Uproom Ministries Incorporated is Pastor Samuel Sellers III.